0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: We cannot wait for the Premier League to start here on Optus Sport. And with the countdown heating up, of course, there's no one better to talk to than Socceroos legend in our eyes and ears in England and Europe, Mark Schwarzer. Welcome back for the season, mate. How are you?
2: I'm very well,
1: thanks, man. Good to have you back. Hope you had a a bit of a rest after the Women's World Cup. Feels like it just finished a couple of minutes ago, but we're ready to go again. And uh, we've got our first glimpse of the season with the Community Shield, of course, on the weekend with Manchester City and Liverpool. What did you make of that? And what does that all go for both sides heading into another, what's shaping as another epic total race? Well, I
2: think it's more of the same, isn't it? I mean, we expected Man City to... To, to play the way they did, you know they, they're going to even play more out of the back because of the way the, the rule changes with the go, uh, goal kicks. Um, you know we saw with Bravo in goal. Uh, there's no difference whether he plays in goal or whether, uh, whether Edison's in goal um, in terms of his ability with his feet. Um, and, I, and I think that uh, the way they controlled the game and dictated the game in the first half was typical Man City. But Liverpool, as Liverpool do, they 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 come back into it and really took the game to City. And that's I think that's probably the biggest danger that that Man City have that when they come up against a side like Liverpool, who are not afraid to actually go on the front foot and, and, and go head-to-head with, with Man City. Um, and, and I think uh, it's going to be, again, a very, very interesting season. The only problem I have or the, the, the concerns I have for Liverpool is that the lack of investment, uh, you know, acquisitions to the squad. We saw Tottenham last, year, last season go with not adding one single player. And yes, they still managed to hold on to the Champions League position in the end. And also, obviously, as we all know, got to the Champions League final um, but I, I, I can't see anyone doing that again. Uh, as good as Liverpool's squad is, I still think they need to strengthen, they need to add more quality uh, to, a, to a squad of players that, that is better than it has been in the past, um, but it still needs to be strengthened even more to be able to compete with Manchester City on, on all fronts.
1: Which position fears you the most for Liverpool if something does go wrong or they get an injury?
2: Well, what's interesting now, and obviously we see we see some, uh, some of Mignolet leaving and going to Club Bruges. Uh, they've just signed Adrian. Um, I don't think Adrian is as good a goalkeeper as Mignolet. Um So that's a slight, uh, you know, sort of a, a, I suppose, step backwards step in that position. Um, so, you know, hopefully for Liverpool, they don't lose Allison at all throughout the course of the season when they didn't lose him last season. So uh, fingers crossed that that for, for them continues. However, if you look at the minutes he's played throughout the summer, He's had very little time off. Came straight back into the Community Shield and, and probably played, you know, performed uh, probably his his, uh, his worst performance in a Liverpool shirt. Really, I think since he's been there. So um, whether that's just really getting rid of the cobwebs, um, you know, leading up to the start of the season. Um, or it's a case of he really hasn't had a break yet. Um, and, and sometimes the mental side of that can be really, really challenging. Uh, and then, and then you look up front. I mean, we talk about it all the time, whether it's, you know, Mane, Salah, um, Firmino, uh, one of those guys gets injured for any length of time. There's a concern. Origi has done really well as a, as a bit part player. Um, if he were to have to, to, to carry the, the burden more, more regularly, that's, that's probably the biggest concern for, for Liverpool. Um, and then again, Cater in midfield, you know, continuously had injuries last season, never really got any continuity, not able to, to sort of find his feet in the Premier League. Um, so they'll hope that, uh, that he's hopefully over his, uh, his in- injury woes for, for this coming season. So I think there's a number of positions where they could potentially strengthen, um, even in defence. You know, I think they need more cover. Um, we saw Joe Gomez last season miss for, for large periods of it massive, I think, you know, again, someone who can come in and play bit part, I think is, a, is an adequate replacement. Um, and then uh, Lovren, uh, you know, whether he stays or not, who knows, I still don't think he's of that that calibre, really, uh, of, of, of really being able to, to, you know, to be at the same level as when you look at Van Dijk or Gomez.
1: So is, it, uh, is, is that one point insurmountable for you for them for this year in the league, or... Um, is it cities to lose and, and, and what possibly leads to that happening?
2: Well, I think it is definitely cities to lose. Um, you know, again, cities obviously won not back to back. You know, not many teams, you know, I think, what is it, in 10 years or so, no one had done that. Yeah. Um, will they do it three seasons in a row? I, mean, I think you're a brave man to bet against them. I, I just look at their squad of players. I look at the depth. They could play easily two teams and finish in the top four, I believe, in the Premier League. Um, and, uh, I mean, that's the biggest difference. You know, they've just got such a strong squad. You know, uh, I think Guardiola's biggest challenge all the time is to keep players happy, have that squad rotation working well. We saw it throughout the course of last season. Mare showing frustration, and then towards the middle to the end of the the season, playing more part of of, of the, you know, getting more game time, and that made a massive difference for them, and he actually came into his own towards the second half of the season. Sane is one that I think is their problem, child. Uh, coming off after 15 minutes in the in the you know community shield, uh, how serious the injury is it? Was it really a case of I actually don't want to be here anymore, and I've got a slight knock, and I don't want to risk it because he wants to move to Bayern Munich. I mean, there's a lot of noise coming out of Germany about him going there. Um, the big question is, will Bayern break the bank to to bring Sane to to uh, to Munich?
1: Interesting. So, City to win the league. By will it be as tight a race as last year, or uh, is that as good as it gets?
2: Yeah, you know what? I think uh, I I hope it's going to be another really tight contest. I hope it it is up until the end, but I'm I'm afraid that it won't be. I I just think Manchester City is just going to be too strong. I think Uh, you know, Man United are still in transition. Have they done enough? Are they going to be strong enough? Are they going to be able to finish in the top four this season? The likelihood at this stage is no. There's too many, too many uncertainties around Lukaku, Paul Pogba. Um, and I just don't see that ending anytime soon. If you keep Pogba throughout this transfer window, I think you'll be like a little sport kid and mm-hmm. throw his toys out of the pram. Lukaku potentially will be the same. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot, a lot of issues, I think, at Manchester United that they need to solve before they have any chance of being able to com- compete with the likes of City or even Liverpool. Chelsea, big unknown. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing the top four. I don't think they're ready to, to, you know, to really fight for the title. But I'm confident, you know, with some good mixture of experienced players and, and really good young players, I think that, you know, Frank Lampard has got the respect. Um, it's all about now his management uh, techniques. Is he able to do it? Is he able to keep everyone happy? Is he able to stamp his authority? Will the players continue to give him that respect? Um, all the hard work has to be on the training field before the players. Kind of really take him on board and really appreciate and admire him. And I think what we'll see is once he comes under pressure, you know, there's a couple of bad results, how he reacts, how he reacts to the players, that's going to make the difference. Um, if the players are on board or if the players actually going, you know what, this guy is not capable of handling the pressure. Um, so that's an interesting one. Arsenal again, I, yeah, you know, they they've, if we're talking about the seasons after, after season about needing to strengthen in, in, in defence. And what do they do? They go out and buy an attacking player. Um, <laughs> you know, they supposedly had no money. They break a record of, of bringing him in. Now they're talking about having spending more money on, on bringing more players in. So, I don't know. Um, I think they're, they're again, a little bit off the pace. Um, Spurs, when you look at Spurs, are, you know, I'm a big admirer of, of Mauricio Pochettino. What he did last season was quite, um sublime actually and, and uh it's so disappointing in a lot of ways he didn't win a trophy uh with, with Tottenham. I think they deserved it in, in so many ways. Um but again, you know it's 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 one of those things, you know, they've brought only so far in one player, um and on Bailey, which again, I think he's a really good player. I think uh, I watched him play for a couple of times I thought it was excellent and I and I saw Shadow when I saw him particularly game when he played at Ultra uh, against Manchester United, you know, which they won. I, the way after that game, or during that game, I thought, you know, this guy, this kid could play in the Premier League. This kid could be really good. And I'm surprised only Spurs came in for him. I'm surprised there were not more Premier League sides, particularly the big teams coming in for him. So, again, it, it's a, it's a big challenge. I think that the top two are pretty much sewn up already. I think Man City and Liverpool have got that. And now the, the, the rest of them, um, and uh I, I, I fancy I fancy Chelsea to do it. Um, it's whether or not you know how Arsenal man united and, and Tottenham do for the rest.
1: All right so there's a lot of talk this year about uh, maybe a team from seven to ten putting some pressure on that pack who's the most vulnerable or exposed
2: uh, yeah again I, I mean I think I think that the one team because there's so many question marks over place still is, is man United. I think the fact that, uh, like I mentioned before, Paul Pogba um, clearly wants out, not happy. Um, you know, if I were Manchester United, I would turn him tomorrow. Uh, if I had an offer yeah. for him, if I had, you know, I don't, obviously don't know the ins and outs. You know, if you read the reports, they're saying that Real Madrid offered two players, Gareth Bale being one of them, um, in exchange of uh, Paul Pogba plus, I think, uh, I think it's, they talked about a figure of 50 million. Um, if, if United can, can do the, 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 wage structure well, I, I would go for it. I mean, I would get Popper Abbott by all accounts. I think it's, it's when you've got a player of that level, someone who hasn't performed, um, who I think, you know, he's off antics in terms of his media exposure, his social media exposure is world-class. Unfortunately, his performances on the pitch are not, and, and it doesn't warrant all the hoo-ha and all the, uh, um, I think the, the 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 circus that goes around him, um, and, and what I'd do, I'd sell him, I'd get rid of him, and I'd do everything I possibly can to keep hold of uh, Roman Lukaku because I think that that kid can can score goals. He's shown it in the Premier League. He just needs the right service. He needs to be given the confidence, arm um, around the shoulder, and and uh, and belief, you know, faith into him. Do
1: you think gonna is the man to do, that, to do that with Lukaku in particular, given the way he wants to play? And I remember in a podcast, maybe in around April this year, you said that uh, you didn't think Ollie would make it to Christmas after what you've seen in pre-season through this sort of to and fro in the transfer market. Has anything changed yeah, your you know uh, scepticism?
2: I still stand by it. I, I don't think he'll last the Christmas. I, I just don't think he's got the big enough personality and and uh, an experience really to deal with these types of players. Uh, um, I mean, again, a lot of it hinges on this transfer window, and I think you know, again, I, I've said it many, many times in the past. I think it all hinges on whether Paul Pogba stays or goes. I think it's as simple as that. And we saw with Jose Mourinho in the end, Paul Pogba won in that in that in that uh, in that war between the two of them. And I think that, uh, that quite easily could happen for, for Oliver Solskjaer. You know, I think Paul Pogba is one of those players that can, when well, I've seen him a couple of times last season, literally down tools in games. And, uh, he did that under Jose Mourinho on a number of occasions, because uh, he didn't like the way he was treated. And whether you agree with that or not, that's, that's open for debate. Um, but any player that down tools like that, I, I lose respect immediately for. So, um, you know, that, that's the biggest challenge. For Manchester United, I believe, and 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 Solsha is whether or not.
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb. dot com slash host.
2: Pogba stays, and uh, and if he goes, I, I think he's got half a chance and uh, Solskjaer, sure of, of turning things around there.
1: Interesting stuff. Speaking of characters and fresh challenges, obviously former teammate Frank Lampard has one as well at Chelsea, where you know it. it, it it almost, in theory, with his experience, it's almost unfathomable actually that he's a, he's in this job, but he's got the character to do it. Tell us from what you know about him why this can be a success and what the word on the street is about how he's gone and he's faring ahead of the season.
2: Well, so far, I mean, you know, if you talk about the response of messages that are coming out of the camp at the moment, particularly publicly, more the players, is that there's a lot of positivity, there's a lot of belief. I mean, that's a regular thing when a new manager comes in, players are on their toes. And, you know, they're, they're very supportive of the manager and they're, they're saying all the right things. Um, ultimately, it comes down to performances. It'll come down to the nitty-gritty of once the Premier League begins, how they, how they play, how, how, how the manager, how Frank Lampard reacts to various situations under pressure. Um, and, and that's only, only time will tell, you know, how ultimately he will handle that. Obviously, as a player, there's, there's no question. I mean, the guy was, was, was world-class for so many years. I mean, he's a legend of the game. He's a legend at Chelsea. Um, the crowd, will, well, the fans, will give him time. They, they love him. I mean, there's, there's no doubt whatsoever about it. Um, but as we all know, as players and and, and uh, in the change room, it's all about, you know, you, you've seen you've seen ex players and come managers, and and if they can't convey the messages, if they can't do it very well, if players lose belief and faith in them, then the mood changes very, very quickly. And we've seen that with Chelsea in the past on numerous occasions, particularly in the last with the last two managers at the club. Um, well, last three managers did. So, um, you know, he's, he's got a massive task out of him. And, and he's, what, he's an intelligent guy. He'll know exactly the same. He'll, he'll know it exactly the same as well. So he'd been in that position before. he has been in that change room. His faith in the manager. He's been there. He's seen it. And uh, he'll be well aware that that could happen to him. So it's up to him to to make sure that he keeps everyone on side. I, I think what's interesting at Chelsea is that the, the fact is that they've always had so many players, so many young players uh, out alone, uh, playing for the future, was always a, the big debate and the big question always, or the, or, the, or the one massive big criticism, always directed towards Chelsea, they never really gave the youth opportunities in the first team. Now they have to. And, and Frank's been doing it straight from the off. I mean, Mason Mount, who's you know, come in, he's had at Darby County and did really, really well and he's come in pre-season, has done exceptionally well for, for Chelsea and, and he's you know final ad himself has said he's created a headache for myself. you know to, mm-hmm. to make a decision does he start at the Premier League you know the start of the sem- season and, and that's a great problem to have as a manager um, but you know what needs to happen is these guys need to then deliver once the Premier League kicks off pre-season is pre-season and it's great to do well but it's all about now when it comes down to that first game of the season picking up results winning games winning the games that they need to win and they're supposed to win Chelsea. The expectation is enormous, um, and uh, it'll start right from the off.
1: Interesting, fascinating, fascinating challenge ahead. Another one of your former clubs, Leicester. Obviously, Harry Maguire, eighty million pound is in the pocket for them after finally selling him to Manchester United. A, a good bit of business for them, or can they recover from uh, from from losing him?
2: No, listen, I think it's I think it's very good business for, for Leicester. You talk about how much money they spent on him um, not so long ago. I think. You know what? Inevitably, he was always going to go. It was whether or not, or really about half of how much. And uh, I, I think they—they, they, you know—they—they've they, done a really good deal. Um, in, in, in selling him for a world record fee, um, I don't think he would have got much better at Leicester. I think he got to kind of his ceiling there. Um, now the big challenge—you know—he's gone to a club that is enormous. Um. And you know, I just talk about the experience I had when I was at, when I went to Chelsea, and you know what it was like to go from clubs like Middlesbrough, Fulham, um, and then afterwards to go to Leicester. You know, you, you, the minute you walk in the door, you, you see the difference, you feel the difference, the weight of expectation, the 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 expectancy to win every single game, uh, to win every trophy that you're contesting in. That's what happens when you go to a big club. That's when you're at a club like you know Chelsea, Manchester United, um, players. Supporters, um, the media, the outside world, they demand it. They demand success and you're scrutinized for everything that you do. And, uh, and this is now the big challenge for, for Harry Maguire. He's done it with England um, on the occasions when he's played. Um, now the case is he's going to be scrutinized every week. Now he's really under the spotlight. He had it at Leicester to a degree, but now it's, you know, it's 20 times the, the amount of
1: pressure. Mm, can he can, tra- can he can transform United like Van Dyke did at Liverpool?
2: Um, you know, I don't think he'll have the, the same impact as Van Dyke initially. Um, I think with, with Liverpool, they had a more settled side uh, across the whole pitch. I think you know again, I'll go back to it. Paul Pogba, Romelu Lukaku. There's so much uncertainty. Sanchez, you know, not delivering. They've got too many players at the moment who who haven't delivered one out players that possibly want to stay but make them rid of them. someone like Sanchez um, because they just haven't delivered and, and that, that's the problem uh, they have um, and I think it can become cancerous I've seen it, I think we've seen it in the past at Manchester United that when, when player power is taken over and, and uh, it happened over the last 12 months at the club on a number of occasions and, and uh, again if, because the pressure is so, so great if they're not getting results players start to point fingers you know, it's kind of almost with a lot of people, it's the natural tendency. You know, to, to deflect the blame. You know, try and try and uh, you, know, um, you know, distance yourself from it. You know, self preservation, and, and uh, we've seen it in the past there. And the big question is, will that continue? Will that happen again this season? Um, and and uh, if they don't, if they don't, you know. Have a good start of the season. I think it will happen very, very quickly.
1: Mm. So, who's in the best place to cash in if they do drop? Is it Leicester? Is it is it is it uh, Wolves? Is it Everton? Is it West Ham? Is it someone no one's talking about?
2: Um, yeah, that's um, you know what—that's <laughs> the million-dollar question. I think if you look at um, Wolves were, were phenomenal last season. Um, at times, you know, and I think you know, to, to, to do as well as they did to finish. As high up on the table as they did to to get to an FA Cup final, I thought was was superb. You know, and the the issue they have now is the second the second season syndrome, um, and and that's tough. They've got a lot of foreign players. Yes, they've had a season under their belt now in the Premier League, but if they get off to a bad start, they've had Europa League games. They've gone through the qualifying stages. They play their first game at the end of July, now, um, and they've got. Premier League season starting next weekend. They got Europa League games in between, uh, well, before and after that. Um, that takes a lot out of them, you know. And, and uh, um, it's always a massive challenge to try and balance the two. They haven't got the strong, you know, the, the biggest depth in their squad. Um, uh, the, you know, the manager played a lot of the times the same eleven last season. You know, and, and when you when you start to play in Europe, you need more more depth. You need to to rotate the players uh, more so. And, uh, and, you know, uh, when you talk about, uh, Nuno Santo, yeah, he hasn't done that a lot last season. He's only done what he's had to through injury. So, I'm, I'm a bit skeptical that Wolves can, can maintain the same sort of form as they did last season. Everton, you know, spent a game. Uh, I think Keane is a, is a really exciting, uh, signing from Juventus. Um, I was surprised actually that Juve let him go as cheaply as they did. Um, but I see other problems at Everton. I think defensively, they've still got problems. Uh, Mina is, is, is very erratic. I think Keenan in def- in, at the centre-half has been really, really, um, I, I think, inconsistent the last 12 to 18 months. And Jordan Pickford as well. I, I think he's, he's really dipped in form. Um, last season, we saw a lot of mistakes from him. He's, he's come under the spotlight a little bit. He's been criticised. For the first time, uh, quite a bit, and, uh, and again, it's, it's now how he recovers and how he how he starts the new season. If he makes a few mistakes in the first couple of games, all of a sudden that pressure is going to mount because he's England's number one at the moment.
1: Who's in trouble then this year? So that's the that's the sort of the top half. Who's looking over their shoulder? Is it the new boys coming up and down? Is it Steve Bruce's Newcastle? Is it is Matty Ryan going to have his work cut out this year? Um, where are the troubles lying in, in the Premier League?
2: Yeah. I think it's all of the above. <laughs> you know, it's 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 all the teams that got promoted. That's the usual thing. You know, you, you look at Sheffield United, um, Norwich. Uh, they're definitely uh, they're definitely going to find it really, really difficult. Um, you know, often it's about the momentum. About you know, you get promoted. It's about how you how you continue that momentum. Are you able to 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 you know to keep going? Are you you know? We saw it Fulham last season. The manager played the first game of the season. He makes seven. Seven changes to be starting to 11 to the players that got them promoted. Mm. Players that only just recently arrived at the club, and it was a disaster for them. Um, could never find any consistency, any continuity. Players were were disgruntled about the, the decisions that the manager made. So, again, it's about it's about that. It's about that continuity. I always found as a player, it was really tough to go to clubs that were nearly promoted into the Premier League. Aston Villa, you know, they've spent a lot of money. You know, They've spent over £100 million on players. Full into that last season and went straight back down. Hopefully for, for Villa that doesn't happen. Um, you know they're a huge, huge club, club that's probably underperformed for for so many years now. Um, but I fear that you know too many new players all at once. Um, that that's always uh, a, a bit of a concern. Um, Newcastle, yeah. I mean, of course, people are going to stay straight away, Benitez has moved on. Uh, Steve Bruce has come in, and it's definitely uh, a backward step. Um, but you know, let's not underestimate uh, Steve Bruce's experience that he's had in the Premier League, and and how well he's he's done with sides that have been in that bottom part of the table, and, and he's been able to grasp things and 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 wheel and deal, and and uh, get results, and and keep teams in the Premier League for for periods of time. And you know, Newcastle, let's be honest, even though they're a huge club. Um, there are a side that that are that are always toying with, with the idea of potentially going down and, and they're gonna need someone to study the ship and Steve Bruce is, is one that I think has got the experience to do that.
1: Okay, interesting times ahead. We could talk for hours and the good news is, is over the course of the 38-week season, we probably will, um, but we'll leave it there for now because <laughs> there's uh, there's only so much crystal ball we can do. We, can't, we look forward to it all getting underway on Saturday morning here in Australia at 5am when Liverpool do take on Norwich and get us all going for the season with, of course, Manchester United against Chelsea. I mean, two teams we just spoke about at length already meeting on Sunday night, Monday morning at 1.30am before actually Chelsea go meet Liverpool in the Super Cup with UA. Um, on Thursday next week, so start straight away for Frank Lampard and, and Solskjaer and Klopp and all these amazing challenges. So, Schwozzy, thank you so much for your time and your and your insight, and we look forward to doing it again over and over and over again over the next nine months.
2: Of course, we will. No problems, mate.
1: Beautiful, and everyone out there as well uh, as ever enjoy your football and have a cracking opening weekend of the Premier League.